following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan, and it's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So get in on the action of every game with just a touch of a button on your mobile device, and new customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the HUGE show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the HUGE show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your HUGE opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the HUGE one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a statewide journey on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. You can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3 there. On the iHeart app, search The Huge Show to listen live. Get all the podcasts, everything going on. Superfly Hayes walked in with his Michigan State hat on about an hour and a half ago. And I said, what are you doing? Because what do you mean? I'm a Sparty. I like my Spartans. Jaden Reed got drafted by the Packers. Some other guys were able to sign free agent deals, and Behringer, the punter, is the greatest punter of all time. He was drafted. I think it was the Patriots, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm like, so you're wearing that hat? I said, did you hear about the player... Revolt, the ship jumping yesterday in East Lansing. He's like, no. I go, yeah, Keon Coleman, one of the better receivers in the Big Ten. He's gone. A starting DB where they were thin already, Charles Brantley, gone to the transfer portal with Coleman. And then Peyton Thorne, their QB. Now, some are saying, well, he wasn't going to start anyways. I don't care what you say. But you've lost your guy from the last two years. And this just isn't about losing three starters. This is about a god-awful, underachieving season where Michigan State was embarrassed time and time again in front of the home fans. They were poorly coached. Yeah, I know they got a stud recruiting class coming in, and I gave Tucker and his assistants a lot of credit for keeping that class intact. But the transfer portal has been a priority because if it wasn't for Kenneth Walker, who knows where Mel Tucker and Michigan State football would be right now and those two wins against Michigan. Life is about timing, and that timing when LSU was looking for a head coach and they were coming after Mel Tucker, Michigan State boosters saw 2-0 against Michigan. A great year in progress with Kenneth Walker, and we're going to give Mel Tucker 95 million bucks. 
They finished 11 and 2 on that Peach Bowl against Pitt. Ugly game, but a win is a win. Last year, I think, was an underachieving season, most would agree. So now you get that Sunday surprise of three of your starters leaving. And Graham Couch, who will join us in a moment, opinion maker for Lansing State Journal, co-host of Couch in the Room podcast, calls this a seminal moment. I agree. I, is this about getting rid of guys to become better, similar to what the Lions are doing? And we'll talk with Jeff Risden from LionsWire and DraftWire.com. Is it about becoming better? Because you get used to names. You get used to guys you've seen. And Peyton Thorne did not have a good season. I'm trying to think about anybody that had a great season outside of the punter. My God, I'm thinking, you know, hey, Michigan State, you know, Jaden Reed and couldn't stay healthy. But when your punter's your best guy, it reminds me of old school with Jason Hansen and Eddie Murray with the Lions. You know what? We may stink, but we got the best kickers ever. Our kicker hall of fame. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Packer fans. Roll out your quarterbacks. Roll out Bart Starr. Roll out Rodgers and Favre. We got Hanson. We got Murray. Okay? We get excited about long snappers and punters and kickers because we haven't hosted a damn playoff game at Ford Field. So the question is, why did this happen? Where is it going? Has Mel Tucker relied too much on the transfer portal? But this is happening at a lot of schools. It's when you lose starters. It was like Hunter Dickinson at Michigan. My first comment when I heard that is that in today's college sports, there are basically three reasons possibly that you're going to leave a school. Even if you're a starter like Dickinson and a bona fide all Big Ten level type player, it's NIL money. It's difference with the coaches, or it's differences, plural, with the culture, which include the team and the players. It's one of those three. And sometimes it could be all of those three. So trying to figure it out from a distance is tough, but you're a team that's hoping to go 7-5 and five and just get to a bowl game and right the ship, and you have three starters on a Sunday where there's no other college football story outside of guys being drafted over the weekend. And it's not a good look for Michigan State. So Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, a solid Twitter feed, according to the Couch Social Network Foundation, the greatest Twitter feed emanating from anything connected to Michigan State. That is five years in a row. Congratulations, Graham. We do nothing if not pat ourselves on the back. So thank you. I I do it for a living every day, Monday through Friday, 3 until 6 on 19 stations here in Michigan. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and even on the text chain. Uh, It it caught a lot of people off guard yesterday, Graham. What what do you read into from this? What have you heard? And where is Michigan State football at right now moving forward? Yeah, it, it it caught me off guard as well. And as you, as you look into it a little more, I think um, they were a little more aware there had been some, some noise uh, around Keon for a little while for Keon Coleman. But uh, I think the Peyton Thorne thing caught him off guard. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it's a good question. And sort of the column I wrote today was whether this is a seminal moment in Mel Tucker's tenure or just a, a bad day along the way, you know. And, and I think there are a couple ways to look at it. One is that it's a product of where we are in college sports and 
people like you and I and most fans aren't going to enjoy college sports probably as much as we once did, and that's just the way it is. It's a more transactional. Um, the, the, the transfer portal has is, is just made it so it's harder to uh, you know, have players stay with your program and, and, and get to know them and enjoy it and, and the way we used to love it. And it doesn't mean everything that's going on is wrong with the game. There's certain things that are probably, you know, right for players and athletes that, that should have been in place long ago. But so when it's your starting quarterback, potentially, and your top receiver and a starting corner, that those are red flags. Like That's like, wait a sec, what is going on here? These aren't guys who, this isn't a playing time thing. And I think that's the misnomer with Peyton Thorne, that uh, he was had been told, you know, you're, um, you're not going to be the guy here, and so you should move along. And, and, and that, that is not the case. Uh, from from what I understand, it um, they expected him to come back. They wanted him back, and I I think he was the front runner to win the job. I mean, you can. It's one of those things where if you can talk to somebody, depending on sort of what you're hoping to hear, that will sort of like I've heard everything from Peyton Thorne was well ahead of the other two in terms of winning that job. To Noah Kim at times was the best quarterback in the spring. To Peyton Hauser was in the mix. To that Kate Hauser was not in the mix. Like he was not really ready yet. And and, and you can it, it's sort of it's it's hard to understand what 100 percent to believe. But I do believe this. I believe that as before yesterday, that Peyton Thorne was the front runner to be the starter, um, and that they expected and wanted him back. And I think a couple things. One, and I don't know this 100 percent, but I, I do think that he was not thrilled with. Um, the way it all played. I think Peyton Thorne think, thinks he sucked it up and played injured and not that he wasn't, not that he was asked to and he didn't want to, but played through a tough season where there were a lot of injuries. There was nobody else who could get them through it any better than he did. And it, he didn't look great doing it. And there are times he didn't play well when he looked healthy too. Oh, this isn't an excuse for, for, for Peyton Thorne, but at times he didn't have a healthy key on Coleman or he didn't have Jaden Reed and, um, and that he probably thought everybody sort of had that same understanding together that they were just kind of getting through it, and um, and I think he felt a little like he was blamed for it in terms of them opening up the competition and whatnot. But the flip side, if you're MSU, you have to do that. You have to um, make that. You know, you have to make it uh, so everybody has an opportunity to win that. You're you're trying to navigate a situation with younger quarterbacks too. So I think there was a lot there. I don't know the exact. Thing that, that pushed Peyton Thorne to say, I want to do this, I want to go somewhere else, I want to play somewhere else. I think he knows he has opportunities and good opportunities, or he wouldn't have done this. Um, the Keon Coleman thing, I think, is a little interesting. They're a, bit, a, little, a little different. And they, there have been people um, you know, nosing around him for a while, um, and he's a, I, I'd say a kid who's uh, more easily influenced <laughs> than, than, you know, I mean, every kid is a little different, and um, I don't know if it, I don't think it's NIL driven though. I think it's NFL opportunity driven as much as anything. And I don't know that he's reading the situation correctly, but um, it, it's clear he wanted to do to do something else. And so the, the question is, like, this is going to happen year after year. You, you would think and hope it's not to this degree that it's your, that your starting quarterback potentially in a in a starting uh, receiver. But if you're Michigan State, what you have to do is you have to build a program. So that you can lose a couple good players every year, 
and it's just a nick. The program keeps rolling. Like if Michigan right now lost a couple guys, the program would most likely just keep rolling. If Michigan State basketball were to lose one of the guys who's testing the NBA draft waters, it's not that big a deal. they got a lot of good players. They'll be fine. They can still have a great season. You have to get your program to the point where it doesn't feel like it's really limiting your ceiling and lowering your floor. Graham College from the Lansing State Journal, also co-host on College in the Rue podcast. You can find wherever you download pod, our podcast. Uh, joining us uh, here on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Yeah, the timing of it. Uh, a season that is pivotal for Mel Tucker and his staff to lose three starters. I get the school year is just ending. These guys want to get in to another school, which I'll get to in a moment. But, you know, off of how bad they looked in front of the home fans last year, uh, the underachieving season, uh, man, you know, you take away Kenneth Walker in those first two wins against Michigan, and I'm trying to think you're holding on to that great recruiting class that they were able to hold on to. You're Mel Tucker. This is a, a big year, and you just lost three starters uh, to start the month of May. Yeah, it's not ideal. I mean, the timing is is because it was the final day of the transfer portal, right? And that's so that day is going to be a day. I think Michigan State fans will will learn to fear a little bit, and every fan base will, will be aware of kind of going forward. That's why it happened as it happened, and not and not earlier, um, or not later, and a little more spaced out. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's not. A, it's certainly not ideal because what you lose is. You don't know what you have in Noah Kim and Kate Hauser. I mean, they may have an idea of what they have. They may have high hopes for them. But you, you certainly, your, your your floor is lowered. And, and people will say, well, if they're going to be a young, you know, because you could look at it like this. In terms of, like I look at their program in terms of when expectations for Mel Tucker are fair to be significantly higher is beginning really 2024 and definitely 2025. When like 2025 is the year his first real recruiting class becomes seniors and redshirt juniors. And at that point, if it's going to happen under Mel Tucker, it may not happen that year. It doesn't mean they have to beat Ohio State that year, but you should be able to see it. You should be able to say, okay, this is something. And even next year, 2024, I would say you ought to really see the progress. You're starting to get upperclassmen among his recruits. You're, you know, the roster is more permeated with his guys and not just transfers plugging holes and, and, and whatnot. And this year, though, even, the, you, you do want to see some things start to change. You don't want to lose the same way, and I think that's important. They, this year should not be a year people expect greatness out of that team. It's just unrealistic. It, 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 it stinks for MSU fans. The timeline isn't great. It's not fun. But what you want is you want to see – you want to lose different or be mediocre, mediocre differently. You want to start to see progress on that offensive line, better depth, along the defense. You want to win a game maybe because of the defense, not have that group be such a problem that you're just trying to get through. And so I think there is better depth in the program. I think there's a chance that, you know, and it's not that you don't want, um, you know, you'd rather have Keon Coleman, that bona fide guy who gives, uh, you know, gives other teams trouble. But I do think there's a chance that they're better up front on both sides of the ball in terms of depth and and talent, and and you start to see some progress there. Will it mean more than six wins? Maybe not. And because I'll I'll tell you this, if you take a guy like Jaden Reed off that 2021 team, and we talk about uh, Kenneth Walker, but you just take the big plays he made, the moments he made. You know, they're, they're at best instead of eleven and two, seven and six at best. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's it's not a great deal, but it's also these are two guys who weren't going to be around. 
when they really started winning anyway. And I think if you're Michigan State, you have to look at it like that. This doesn't have to hinder the trajectory of the program, but it definitely is a challenge this season. Graham Couch, uh, more on this, Couch in the Roo podcast, wherever you download podcasts, Lansing State Journal, follow Graham, C-O-U-C-H, on Twitter. Thank you, my man, for the update. Anytime. All right, Graham Graham Couch checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. A craft coffee uh, brewed in Grand Rapids, nitro cold brew, canned in GR. Look for it at your local retailer or order it up for your home or business at roastumber.com. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. For a lot of us, music and mental health are intertwined. That's why the Collaborative Lab created Intune, a free live stream event, and you're invited. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day, so take action for your own mental health by joining us from 7 to 9 p.m. Musical performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to learn how you can join the party for free. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute. Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And St. Show, St. Night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle Box Office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder, Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Wearing his Michigan State hat. And actually, it has a Spartan logo with a minus three on it for the three starters who hit the portal. Now, Graham Couch, who just joined us for the Lansing State Journal, he tells the Michigan State fans to be patient until 2024, 2025. I'm telling you right now, when your coach is making $95 million, $9.5 million a year, no. And some will compare it to Harbaugh. I had that great first year, then struggled, and then got it back. So, okay, where are the building blocks? Because now that you lost Keon Coleman, your best offensive player, right? Reed was drafted by the Packers, I think, with pick 50. You know, Peyton Thorne did not have a good year, but I'm telling you right now, nobody on Michigan State had a great year. Think about the games they were just destroyed at home in front of the fans. You, the loyal Michigan State fans. So they looked surprisingly good in what we expected going into the season when they beat up on Western, right? We're like, okay, here we go. This is going to be that potential 8-4 and four team, right? They go 8-4. and four. Superfly was excited. Look what they did to the Broncos. Then they hammer Akron. 52-0. You're like, here we go. 95 million reasons why we might win the Big Ten East. Then they go body back. And then they go out to Washington, and that game's not as close as the final score. It says 39-28. They were that they had garbage points on the end. So now Superfly said, well, you know, they had to travel out there, and you you take that flight where you gotta like turn on the globe and you gotta go way up and you get get air legs, and so they get hammered by Washington. They come back home and just get destroyed by Minnesota at Spartan Stadium. Lose at Maryland. Hammered by the Buckeyes. Buckeyes could have put 70 on them if they wanted to. Ryan Day backed off because he says, look, I'm going to lose to Michigan. I need to back off on Michigan State because that way half the people in the state like me. He did that. And then they, they had that comeback against Wisconsin that I didn't see coming. Michigan manhandled them start to finish, 29-7. At Illinois was... Is that their best win of the season? It might be at Illinois. Uh, and then they beat Rutgers. And then Indiana, uh, they lost that in double OT at home. And then at Penn State, they were manhandled. So, I again, they're five and seven. There was expectations for like eight and four. You lose Thorne, you lose Coleman. Brantley is starting corner. You're a five and seven team. You lose three starters. Jeff, you know football. You scout teams for draftwire.com, for Lions Wire. Uh, yeah, Thorne wasn't you know set to go join uh, the NFL. Coleman could be an NFL-type re- receiver. And Brantley, on a bad defense, was a starter at corner. Again, not going to go to the NFL, but you lost three starters. Trying to say this isn't that big of a deal and now spin it that oh maybe a couple of years before we see a Mel Tucker team, you can't go eleven and two. You can't have the expectations of last year because when you look at that schedule, and I go back on that five and seven year, it was almost like eight and four was your number you could just mail it in. 
And now saying you're going to wait two more years, a Spartan nation is going to wait two more years to win, I don't buy it. That's, I really don't. That's a tough sell, man. It really uh, no is. No way. I mean, I, I understand the point that other teams are also losing important players to the transfer portal, but you got to look at yourself a little bit there. And, like, that's, that's not what Mel Tucker has been selling. He's been selling that we are a destination Woodshed. school. Yeah. Tuck coming. Hashtag. Yeah. I, I, hold on one second. I got to check my Twitter feed, Jeff. I got to see if hashtag Tuck coming 2025 is trending. <laughs> Superfly just. I guess not. Superfly just put up a big sign with the green and white Spartan flag that says 2025. Hashtag Tuck wins it all. Man. Maybe he'll get an influx of transfer portal talent at some point. Well, he did. He, he, yeah, he did done that. Been there, done that. But got to do it again, <laughs> right? But but when you're doing this, this is my point here. And some listener had a great tweet yesterday that that I retweeted. When you live by the portal, you die by the portal. Absolutely. So you you and the one thing I go back to Izzo in our all access show inside the Breslin back in October, and he said, hey, I don't tell all our coaches what to do. He says, but my portal's going to be limited because I can't afford, especially in a basketball team, you don't have you know 80 guys or whatever it is with walk-ons like football. I, I can't risk my culture. Right? Makes sense. So when, when, you live by the, when you live by the portal, you die by the portal. They have a really good NIL Evergreen program, I think it, it's called, at Michigan State. They have good people in the right positions. But I will tell you that last year was not a well-coat season. It goes beyond transfers. No transfers really hit big, right? No, they didn't. Because everyone was thinking, who's the next Kenneth Walker, right? We're, we're trained for that. That's what we're looking for. That who's the next Kenneth And it didn't happen. So there is your live by the portal, die by the portal. So you get a season where you underachieved. Now you're making $9.5 whatever the final number is. I know the deal's $95 million over 10 years. Now you face a season where I thought, okay, with Thorne, with Coleman, with Brantley starting in the secondary, you go seven and five, six and six even, get to a bowl game, and you're beginning the build back. Yeah. Well, to now hear that, well, the Spartan fans may need to wait until 2025. I don't think college sports fans, knowing their coaches making almost $10 million a year, that they're going to wait and see if it works out again until 2025. No way. Yeah. I, th- I thought Graham Couch in the first segment today did a great job of explaining that the way we're reacting to and consuming college sports is changing. And I think that the, the thought that you just expressed about making them wait doesn't fly anymore. It, it, especially with the coaching salaries the way they are. Like it's like the pros now, right? Yeah. You're, you're ex- they, they make more money than the pro coaches do. That, that was one of the that was one of the things that when when people were talking about Jim Harbaugh possibly leaving, he's going to make a heck of a lot more money in Michigan than he could ever make in the NFL. Like that's that's just the reality of the does situation. Tuck almost make or make twice as much as Dan Campbell does as Lions head coach. Is Campbell around not, five not, million? A little over five million. So yeah, almost double. Mel Tucker is making almost double what Dan Campbell makes as Lions head coach. Yeah, and, and that's not counting. All the ancillary deals that he it doesn't count Dan's either, but you, you know Mel's getting cars and sweetheart deals around. You, you got that money because every you had, coach gets you had that. beat Michigan twice. You were two and zero. LSU was looking at 
Tucker. You had Ishby, another big boosters. Michigan State has as much money behind them as any school in the country. And you gave him a deal thinking, here we go, which now you finish out your 11-2, and two, you beat Pitt in the Peach Bowl. Walker uh, splashes in the NFL. Things are ready. Look at this offseason. And you lay an egg last year. Five and, and seven. Live, live by the transfer portal, die by it. Now you have a great recruiting class. Recruiting, I'll give Coach Tucker credit there, but that's still hit and miss. Now, can your coaches coach you up? Because here's what I'll say about Michigan State from 2021 to 2022. It looked like Thorne regressed. It looked like Coleman regressed. It looked like players regressed, especially on offense. That comes down to coaching in my book. That's one of the one of the tenets of coaching. Do your players get better? Uh, we talk about this in an NFL draft context all the time. Like Clemson gets all those five-star recruits. How many of those guys got better while they were at Clemson or were just really, really good when they got there? Saw a lot of that this weekend. That's one of the reasons why Miles Murphy went later than expected, why Brian, Brian Bercy went later than expected. You're talking about former Clemson players. Yeah. Right. They, they, they don't develop players there. That's not what their mission is. It seems like that is not the mission at Michigan State right now. They have, they, they certainly could prove me wrong on that, but they don't seem like a cool, like I give Harbaugh a lot of grief. They do get their players better. Players, when they walk in as a freshman to when they leave as a junior or a senior, they got better at football. And you just don't see that that much at Michigan State. And I'll use Jaden Reed as an example. He didn't do a lot last year for Michigan State. We, we went to the Senior Bowl Which this is year. shocking considering you lost Walker, and how did you not design your entire offense around Reed if you're Mel Tucker? A, sec, a top 50 overall pick. And we, when he we went to the Senior Bowl, we're down there and we're like, okay, we, we don't expect a lot out of him, quite frankly, because we didn't see it. He was the best receiver in Mobile, and it wasn't close. He was really good down there. Ran 21 and a half miles an hour. Like, was getting open against really good guys. Was catching everything. Was like, where was this guy in East Lansing? And that, that that's that's going to be where where Mel, if if he's going to get, he's going to keep getting the recruits that he gets. And he, you're right, he does do a very good job of recruiting. They got to start focusing a little bit more on player development because. Uh, if you're not going to have that, then you absolutely have to rely on the transfer portal, and you're plucking guys that got developed elsewhere and taking them from a Mac school or a GLIAC school or something like that where they're moving up and have outplayed where they were at, and that's how you get them. But if you can't develop the, the four and five stars, they're going to they're gonna see that. They're going to start going other places. That's what happened to Texas. Texas was getting five stars year in, year out. Those guys weren't getting better under Mac Brown, and they they pulled the plug. They certainly wasn't getting under Charlie Strong. Like they and those the the top recruits started seeing that, and they're like, "Oh man, this isn't the place where it's going to help me get to the NFL because I'm not getting any better." Um, it doesn't happen at Clemson yet because they're just so good, and, and some of the guys do get better. But that's uh, that's a, that's a very dangerous edge to play on. Yeah, and and you're Mel Tucker, so now what? Because you lost Thorn. Keon Coleman and Brantley that you think that's going to be the excuse card to play if you're four and eight this fall and get everybody hyped up that 2024 is going to be the year. I don't think that works in today's college football. While while Michigan may win the national championship, 
Michigan's got a very good chance of winning the national okay. championship this All year. All right, so Michigan had the third most players drafted in this weekend's NFL draft. They become the football factory that the Michigan fans have desired going back to the end of Lloyd Carr. But they want it to be like Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson. You mentioned Ohio State. They've owned Ohio State the last two years, demolished them home and away. Won back-to-back Big Ten titles. Yes, a laid eggs in the college football playoff, but there they are, top three in pretty much every way-too-early preseason poll. And I will tell you in doing a statewide show here for over 21 years that the Michigan State fan will not sit around until 2025 waiting for a coach with a $95 million contract to tell them it will get better. It's all about the scoreboard. And if you're a Michigan State fan in terms of a quality win at home last year that you paid for for your ticket, you're a donor, you got the club seats, maybe you got a suite. You witness wins against Western and Akron. Hammered by yeah, hammered by Minnesota. I'm talking home. Embarrassed by Ohio State. You had the nice win, the shocking double OT win over Wisconsin, best win of the year at home. By then the way, you, not a good Wisconsin team either. No, no, but then <laughs> and they lost to Indiana at home. I was at that one. That was that was, so that was you, a fun game. You had but. like one quality win, and that was a very average Wisconsin team. Yeah. Okay, that ended up what? You know, getting rid of Chris and going to Luke Fickle and Matt Mitchell, the former Grand Valley head coach, working special teams in the defense. So there you go. It, uh, I will tell you right now, the Michigan State fan base, which is cool. All right? I love all of you out there. You're not going to wait around with a coach making almost $10 million a year to tell you, hey, you know what, 2024 will get our guys in and 2025 will be good. No, no, and I know a lot of Michigan State fans are comparing this to Harbaugh's start. Harbaugh's problem was he, he had talent there that he wasn't maximizing. So what did Harbaugh continue to do? He continued to hire new assistants until he found the group that could maximize his talent. He looked in the mirror and saw what he didn't do well, and he surrounded himself with guys who do do that well, and it made them a better team. Bingo, end of story. So we'll see how it plays out for Mel Tucker and Michigan State. Jeff Risden in studio, rest of the broadcast. Uh, We will break down the Lions draft this past weekend in Kansas City, talk about the rest of the NFC North and the NFL. If you have a Lions question or NFL question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, also opted on the huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. NBA playoffs have been fantastic. you got to love Steph in the 50 he threw on the road in Sacramento in that Game 7 win. They're going to move on now and play the Lakers. That should be an awesome series. So the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, huge offer uh, for new customers listening right now. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code HUGE when you sign up, and you can make a $5 NBA playoff pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone who has the DraftKings Sportsbook app downloaded and they get action on it can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. 
Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code HUGE. Then those new customers who do that can make that $5 NBA playoff pre-game money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. This is only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms everything huge 24 7 at the huge show.net we played for the thrill that rush you feel with the game on the line i'm herman moore lions all pro wide receiver now with eagle casino and sports the new sportsbook app from soaring eagle anywhere i'm at i'm still in the game Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore? Knives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18-hole at St. Ives and they can accommodate any group whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration that includes a little business golf, great food and beverages just go to TullymoreGolf.com that's TullymoreGolf.com they're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan less than an hour north of GR get more info at TullymoreGolf.com sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolo Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer wearing his Spartan hat, and he just actually posted another note on the studio window. Don't stop believing. Man. Spartan football isn't dead, even though Justin Rose, a former TV guy in Detroit, and Jeff Risden will join us throughout the rest of the broadcast talking Lions draft, NFL. Justin Rose, the former Channel 7 sports anchor, mm-hmm. he, he sent out a tweet yesterday afternoon, and I'm quoting him, Michigan State football is dead. That, and that's a diehard Sparty. But Superfly won't give up on him. He hates hardball. He says hardball is Satan. Wow. This hardball was down at that hotel where the Satan had Satan gone, where they have a convention with Satan worshipers. Hey, you got the statue of Baphomet down there. How do you, Good how do you book that? Who, who at the hotel decided like, yeah, so what you grope? Oh, uh, Satan worshipers. We can get you the 129 double, right? And we'll, we'll do a Lucifer breakfast with deviled eggs. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my God, who books that? Satan gone? That's, but uh, people have a right. It's America. It is. You have a right. If people could have a Comic Con, you can have a Satan Con, because I don't think there's too much separation. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. If you want to go meet a raccoon in Guardians from the Galaxy who's there in a costume, and you're going to pay to go to Comic Con... I don't agree with ripping up the Bible like they were doing at the Satan Con that I saw on Twitter, but they were trashing the Bible like at Satan Con. But people have a right to, if you want to go meet the raccoon, the talking raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy, and you watch all those Marvel movies like they're real, more power to you, okay? But you got to respect the Satan worshipers. They, they have a right. They do. I don't agree with it. And I don't agree with people worshiping a talking raccoon who's now in his, like, fourth movie. The guy's a millionaire. They just just keep making those, don't they? Guardians, <laughs> how many times does the galaxy have to get blown up? Is there a Marvel? You've never watched a Marvel movie? I, no, I, I'm not a Marvel guy. I've watched all. a couple because of my kids, but usually I would just check football scores and sit in the back row at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. I'm not a big Marvel guy. I wasn't a comic book guy growing up. Were you? I was, no, not at all. No, and, that, and that's where I think some of those kids all developed it. And then they start war- watching cartoons, right? Like Superfly. He was, you know, his family there at the Many Sheep and Many Horse Farm north of Rockford, they were big Michigan State fans. He grew up cheering on, go green, go white. They do that at the breakfast table as mom, Mama Hayes, and then Daddy Hayes, like Hammer and Hank, go green, go white. And they'd all <laughs> sit around and watch the games. And now they're wondering... Go green, go white. Who's going to be our quarterback tonight? Go green, go white. Who's our top receiver tonight? Go green, go white. Who's going to play corner? That's super fly. You ever been up to the mini sheep and mini horse farm? I have not. It's pretty cool. I got, I got to get up there. Brett's got to take me up there sometime. Yeah, I don't know why they just don't do regular sheep and regular horse, but Hammer and Hank says it's a space issue. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah, so you got you got a mini donkey because those are cute. Oh yeah, those are those are great. They got a bunch of mini asses running up there around the farm. So they got put that, that one on a tee for you, Bill. <laughs> 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 
All right, Jeff, we're going to get down to business. We're going to break down yes. to the Lions draft selections, rest of the NFL, NFC North coming up. If you do have a Lions NFL question, you can chime in on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Comments on the Lions draft and the rest of the NFL ad HUGE show on Twitter. The HUGE show on Facebook. Also, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.